Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. If you've not already, I do encourage you to check out my book, Slime Incorporated. It's my first detective uh, novel. It uh, has a lot of nods to classic detective stories, but with a modern feel. It's set against the backdrop of an Idaho gubernatorial race as private investigator Cole Eustick has to untangle a case of murder and dirty politics. The book is available wherever fine ebooks are sold or also as an audio book through audible.com or the iTunes store. And you can check out all my books audiobooks and ebooks at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for us to uh, listen to today's episode of Boston Blackie. This is essentially going to be the same Christmas special we played the last few years, though it's got a different date and the, the sound quality does appear to be better. Whether it's a rebroadcast or if they redid the same script, I can't say for sure. But let's go ahead and take a listen. The original air date, December the 22nd, 1948. And the title is Boston Blackie, Santa Claus, and the Stolen Rings. Faraday, just because we're going out to have Christmas dinner together. Don't forget, you're driving an automobile, not a sleigh. Now, Blackie, okay. don't tell me you object to Inspector Faraday's being full of Christmas spirit on Christmas <laughs> no. Eve. No, Mary, I just object to his voice. <laughs> Very amusing. Blackie, I know now what I should have given you for Christmas. A sense of humor. If I didn't already have one... How can I tolerate you? Well, somebody should give you both a book of instructions on how to get along. And especially he, him. <laughs> you know we're only kidding, Mary. We are. Stop that man! Stop that man! What? Did you hear that, Blackie? Stop him! Oh, not trouble on Christmas Eve. Shopkeeper's chasing a man up the street. Step on it, Faraday. We can catch him. Don't tell me what to do. Pull up to the curb now, Inspector, and I can grab him. Now, take it easy. Take it easy. Okay, we just passed him. Wait, wait, don't jump till I've slowed down a little. Well, hurry up, or he'll pass us. Now, Blackie, be careful. You mean Blackie, be quick. Well, now look out. Here he goes. All right, you. (coughs) You hold it right here now. Let go of me, man. Let go of me. Sure, as soon as the shopkeeper, you just Rob, gets here, and here he comes. Hold on to him. Hold on to him. He took four diamond rings out of my store. I, now, give I me those rings. Give them to me. I don't have no rings of yours, Mac. Oh, yes, you do. Right in your pocket here. I've watched you since you ran out of the store. You couldn't have given them to anybody. I'll hold them while you say yeah, them. Okay. I, I, they're not here. No, because I didn't take nothing. See? Well, where are my rings? I want those rings. So go find them. Well, I got news for you. You ain't gonna find them on me. Now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. He 
he took the rings out of the tray on the counter here, Inspector Faraday. You said that. Yes, but he did. He took the rings and ran out that door. Oh, sorry, Mr. Stacy. Unless I find the stolen rings on this guy here, what can I do about it? Nothing, Faraday. Absolutely nothing. Well, Quiet, you. Look, Blackie, you and this copper pal of yours searched me twice. Out on the street and here in the store. The rings ain't on me. But they are. You took them. I saw you. If I took a Mac, where are they now? I have a pretty good idea. I hope it's better than pretty good, Blackie, because this guy's made four rings do a pretty good disappearing act. And I know how, too. Yeah. He threw them away when he saw he was being chased. That's a lie. Yes. Yes, he could have done that. He could have. I'd like to bet he didn't. Oh, go ahead, bet. Only let me alone. It's Christmas Eve. I got some place to go. I'll say you have. To headquarters, where I'm going to hold you until I find out who you are. And if you want it for anything else. The only thing I want it for is Christmas Eve dinner Hey, Blackie. Yeah? You're supposed to be such a genius. What happened? Friend, before I'm through with you, for your Christmas dinner, I'm going to make you eat those words. All visitors, back behind the ropes, please. The passengers are coming down the gangplank now. Hey, God. God. Yes, what is it? Uh, my name's Clark. I'm here to pick up a guy who don't speak English, say not a word of it. Would you help me find him? You know what he looks like? Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy, about 6'6", six, six, maybe 250 pounds. His name's Zabby. Well, there's a big guy coming down the gangplank now with a sign on him. Maybe that's the guy. Oh, yeah, he looks like the guy I want. Hey, Abby! Abby! Yeah, he's coming over, so I guess he understands his name, even if he doesn't understand English. Yeah, I guess so. Thanks. No trouble at all. All visitors behind the ropes, please. He took you for a ride. Sanya Abbey, Bolo Grino, Ratsum Clark. Ratsum Clark. Braga. Sitaba Abbey, you big jerk. Braga, Ratsum Clark. All right, all right, all right. You don't know what I'm talking about, Abbey, because you don't know a word of English. But you use a gun good, pretty good, they tell me. And if you do, we'll be speaking the same language, all right. those rings, Martin. Where are they? Listen, Clark, I told you I don't have them. You're lying. I know you took them out of the store because I saw you run out of the place and beat it up the street. Well, if you'd hung around, you'd have seen me nabbed and hauled off the police headquarters. If you were caught by the police, you'd still be in jail. Not me. I ain't got no record, remember? Blackie and that cop Faraday took me down there, checked on me, and let me go. All right, you ran into trouble, but you got out of it. Now, where are those rings? I ain't got them. You em. took them out of the store, so why haven't you got them? Calm down and give me a chance to tell you. I'll give you just ten seconds to hand over those rings. Ah. I spotted a jewelry store and cased it for you, and I don't try to cross it. Hey, me. now, look, don't get tough, or maybe I'll just leave the rings lay right where they are. Oh, you will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Hey, let go of me. Sure. After I've taught you a little lesson. Huh? Hey, Abby, atone them. Hey, who's that monster? He's a character wanted for murder in Europe. A friend of mine sent him to me for Christmas. Friend, huh? He don't understand no English, but he's tough. I'm going to prove that to you. Yeah? Abby. There's Bruno. Abby, lead a lock. Sena. Hey. Sena. Hey, call this guy off. Call him off, I'll tell you. Call him off. Sena. Almost broke my jaw, Clark. Abby. Struf Gandalak. Yes, Dragana. You lay off now, Martin. That is, unless you still have the idea you're not telling me what you did with those rings. Sure, I'll tell you. 
When the jeweler was chasing me, I see a Santa Claus up the street ringing his bell and collecting stuff. So? So when I passed him just before Blackie grabbed me, I threw the rings in the big iron pot the Santa Claus had. Nobody saw me, and I know how to get him back. You better. No, I thought for a minute there that you was going to be the only guy in history who gave Santa Claus a present. Blackie, what's yeah. the matter with you and Inspector Faraday? Everybody else in this restaurant is having fun, but look at you two. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Mary. And I don't like what that guy Joe Martin did to us this evening. And I don't like the fact that we had nothing on him in the file at headquarters. No, eat your dinner, both of you. All right. This is Christmas Eve, and we're supposed to be having a party. When we let Martin go, my appetite went with him. Well. Blackie, what did he do with those rings? Who knows? He took them according to the jeweler, but he got rid of them somehow without being seen. Apparently, he didn't throw them away because we searched the street. Nope. When you two see Santa Claus, tell him that what you want for Christmas is an explanation of how Martin got rid of those rings. Hey, wait a minute, Mary. That's not a bad thought. Hmm? No. I know how those rings were hidden and why they haven't been found. Oh, now, wait a minute, Blackie. What's Santa Claus got to do with that? Martin gave the rings to Santa Claus. What? Blackie, haven't you heard? There ain't no Santa Claus. Um, there was one ringing a little bell on the corner near the jewelry store. Yes, and Martin passed him just a few seconds before I caught up with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but how would Martin give those rings to Santa Claus without Santa Claus knowing it? By tossing them in his collection bucket, Faraday. Come on, we're getting out of here. Blackie, that Santa Claus won't still be there. No, but all those street corner St. Nick's are working for the Welfare Society. Yeah, so? I'll call them, and they'll tell me where we can find the guy. You, you, you think Santa Claus still has the rings, huh? Yep. If Martin hasn't found him by now and taken them back, in which case we'll find Santa Claus has been clipped. Who is it? Joe Martin, Clark. Come in. It's me. Never mind the introduction. Where are the rings? Well, keep two-ton Tony from the bed away from me. I got the rings right here. Well, where I want them is right here in my hand. Sure, sure. Here you are. Thanks. <laughs> Have any trouble with Santa Claus? Yeah, no, the plan worked great. Good. <laughs> You'll never even be able to tell anybody I was there. Now, be a good little boy. I take you in to see Santa Claus, Faraday, and maybe he'll bring you a nice little promotion. Yeah. Look, he's an off-duty Santa Claus right now. I know. According to the Welfare Society, his name is Henry James. How many more flights are there? Only this is a fine way to spend Christmas Eve. We may spend from now till New Year's working on a murder case, Faraday, if the welfare agency was right. Yeah. Another guy phoned for information about this same Santa Claus just before we did. I know. Oh, finally, here's the door. Yeah, if, he's, if he's in the kind of trouble you claim he is, he won't be in any condition to answer the door. Don't remind me. You and your theories. You had no right to think he's dead. I hope I'm wrong. But I'll guarantee you, if he's not dead, he's tied up or unconscious or... Both. Uh, well, if you're so smart, you have that all figured out. You ought to be smart enough to know the only way we'll get in is to open the door ourselves. Brilliant deduction, Inspector. Yeah, that's all mine. I'll try the door to see if it's locked. Blackie, how do you think up such wonderful ideas? Uh-oh. Somebody's opened it for us. Oh, sorry to keep you gentlemen waiting so long. I was taking a nap. Are you Henry James? Yes. 
The Santa Claus on the corner near that jewelry store that was robbed earlier this evening? Yes, yes, I am. Well, I'm Boston Blackie, and this is Inspector Faraday of the police. Oh, how do you do? I I saw you catch the thief, Blackie. You did? Uh, Won't you come in? Thank you. Uh, James. Yeah? Did you have a visitor a little while ago? A visitor? Yeah. Oh, I had no visitor. No one came here and held you up to get back the four stolen rings he tossed in your collection? Why, why no, Inspector Faraday. No one's been here. And my collection bucket's right here on the table. It's untouched. This collection bucket of yours hasn't been touched, James? Certainly not. Blackie, according to you, Joe Martin tossed the rings in the Santa Claus collection bucket. This is it. I know. According to you, Martin called the Welfare Society and found out where this particular Santa Claus lived. Somebody asked about Mr. James before I called. You don't say. But Mr. James says nobody's been here. Well, he ought to know. And you ought to know how ridiculous you are. Mm. I've looked through this collection bucket and there are no rings here. Nothing but coins. Santa Claus wasn't held up here. No rings were ever dropped in his bucket out on the street. Blackie, how wrong can a guy get? Now, back to Boston Blackie. Joe Martin steals four rings from a jewelry store. Just before he is caught by Boston Blackie, he runs down the street and tosses the rings into the collection box of a street corner Santa Claus. Later, at Santa's room, he apparently recovers the jewelry. But when Blackie and Inspector Faraday come to see Santa... Santa, whose real name is Henry James, insists that his collection box has not been touched. As we return to our story, Blackie continues his questioning of Santa Claus. Look, Mr. James. Uh, Yeah, Blackie. Faraday has gone back to headquarters because he thinks I'm wrong. Maybe he's right. But I still say that Martin tossed those rings into your collection bucket. Believe me, Blackie, the collection is right here. It's untouched. I was about to take it to the Welfare Society, and as I said before, no one's been here to see me. No one but you and the inspector. You're sure you're not playing Santa Claus to Joe Martin? Working with a thief? I should say not. I don't know why you should think so. Because when I called the Welfare Society to get your name and address, I was told there'd been another call inquiring about you just a half an hour before. Is that so? I think that was Joe Martin calling to find out where he could find you. Well, no Joe Martin came here, Blackie. In fact, nobody did. And you've been right here in your room ever since you came back to get out of your Santa Claus suit? Yeah, yeah, Blackie. Every minute, every... No, 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 wait, now, wait. I was out for just a minute on the telephone at the end of the hall. Who was on the phone and when was this? Oh, about uh, about 20 minutes ago. It was a man at the Welfare Society asked me if I'd collected a lot of money tonight. Did the man say who he was? No, no, just that he was an officer of the Society. I, I wouldn't have known him if he had given his name. I work for the Society only at Christmas time. That's it, then. While you were on the phone talking to Martin or some friend of his, either Martin or an accomplice slipped in here and got back those stolen rings. Isn't that possible? Well, yes, yes, it is. My my back was to the hall while I was on the phone, and uh, the door to this room was partially open. And thanks to what you've just told me, Mr. James, this case is practically closed. <laughs> now, Mary, don't stuff me so... <laughs> 
it's so full of pillows that I can't stand <laughs> up. Blackie, you want to look like a big, fat, jolly Santa Claus, don't you? <laughs> yes, but not like an overstuffed chair. <laughs> there. You're well padded and your coat's buttoned up. <laughs> now, try on your beard and let's see how you look. <laughs> say, if I get clipped with this thing on my face, you might say my assailant is beating around the bush. Oh, Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> how do I look? With your cap on, I'd never know you, and that would be all right with me. <laughs> Well, uh, you think that uh, Joe Martin will know me? Oh, I don't think so. He doesn't know you as well as I do to begin with. I wish you wouldn't try this, though, Blackie. That's the only thing I can do, since Faraday wouldn't give me any help but Martin's address. Well, in a way, he can't be blamed for not offering you any help. This isn't a murder case. And besides, you've been wrong all along. According to him, that is. Well. Well, uh, young lady, hand me that sack of phony presents, and uh, I'll put this case in the bag. Faraday, homicide. Hello, Inspector. This is Mary Wesley. All right, let's have it, Miss Wesley. Uh, have what? Blackie's newest theory on how to make me waste my time. Blackie's newest plan isn't going to waste any of your time, Inspector. In That's fact, new. you may not have enough time to get down there and help him. Get down where? Well, after you gave him that fellow Martin's address, he got dressed in a Santa Claus suit and went down there alone. What's he bothering Martin for? Well, we haven't he... got anything on him. Well, Blackie is positive that Martin retrieved those stolen rings from Santa Claus's collection bucket. And I'm positive Blackie's positively out of his mind. Well, anyway, I think you ought to go over to Martin's right away. You know the way Blackie's little schemes sometimes get him into trouble. This time I hope he gets himself into plenty of trouble. Well, gee. Maybe it'll get him out of my hair. I got to hand it to you, Clark. That yeah. was a slick trick calling that Santa Claus at his house and keeping him on the phone while I sneaked in and got the rings out of his collection. Ah, it was just luck that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> what would we have done, Martin, if he'd taken his collection right down from his corner to the Welfare Society? Yeah, that would have been just too bad, I guess. Yeah, too bad for you. Why? Well, because my boy Abby knows how to use a gun as well as his fists. Hey, look, you got the rings back, didn't you? Yeah, sure, over there on the table. I came to your room to be sure I got him back. Ah. But Abby's going to be my chief assistant from now on in charge of guys who make mistakes. Understand? Okay, I understand. But it's sure going to be tough working with a guy who can't speak English or understand it. I don't want him to be easy to work with. If you can't talk to him, you can't get friendly with him. Trigger men shouldn't have friends. They can't. Hey, wait a minute. Who's there? <laughs> Santa Claus! Get rid of him, Martin. Okay. Merry Christmas, son. Merry Christmas. Hey, fatso, beat it. The same Santa, Martin? No. Beat it, Mac. You got the wrong house. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, my boy. Can you spare Beat little... it, I said. Now, wait a minute, Martin. He's collecting for the poor. Let him come in a minute. Okay. Come on, Santa. Come on in. <laughs> Thank you. And a Merry Christmas. Uh... What do you want from us, Santa? Oh, anything you care to give. Just anything to help make it a Merry Christmas for the poor. Uh, like those four diamond rings on the table there. How about letting me give that beer to you as a touch? Hey, no. Hey, it's Boston Blackie. I thought it was some kind of gag. Watch out, he's going to swing that sack he's carrying. You'll have to swing it faster than that. Martin, you really flattened him. Oh. Now get him up on his feet. I've got a gun on him. Sure. Oh, come on, Blackie, get up. 
Thanks. Hey, what are you going to do with them? You can't kill them here. I'm going to turn them over to Abby and let Abby take them for a little walk. Hey, Abby. This is pretty dangerous, Clark. Be a whole lot more dangerous if Blackie stays alive. Don't forget he's seen the rings and I'm wanted for murder out west and Blackie can describe me. I sure can. Hey, Abby. What's the matter with that big hulk? Sanya, Abby. You let Tag Jalarov Yasada, Nugula. Okay, Martin, he knows. <laughs> Just what kind of language is that? Quiet, Blackie. All you have to know is that Abby's taking you for a walk with a gun in your back. Oh, that's pleasant. Abby Uka. Come on, Clark. Have Abby get this guy out of here. The cops may not be far behind him. We better wait until those carol singers outside go away. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, they won't suspect anything. I'll have Abby take them out right now. But what about those carol singers? They're just outside the house. I'll tell Abby to keep a gun on Blackie and shoot him if he opens his mouth. Hey, I got a better idea. Make Blackie sing and keep him singing. Then it'll seem like he's happy going down the street with Abby. Yeah, good idea. Hey, I'm really not in good voice this evening, gentlemen. And you won't be in good condition when Abby gets through with you. Quiet, Martin. Hey, Abby. Sodoretsum, Blackie Lingo, Finestuda, Bang Bang. <laughs> bang Bang. All right, all right, go on, get going. Start singing, Blackie. Go on, start singing. A command performance, huh? Oh, I didn't know you had such an appreciation for my talent. So long, Blackie. So long. So long. I said keep singing, Blackie. If you stop once more, Abby will shoot. I won't stop, then. So long. So long, sucker. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Give me help, I can't yelp, but I'm on a spot. Where we'll go, I don't know, but I know I'll be shot. Hey, what that when I passed, jump him fast, oh, listen to my squawk. Hey, listen to those I have words. to sing this silly thing, because he'll kill me if I talk. Hey, I don't think that what guy's you kidding. speak to him is Greek. He doesn't know a thing. Come on, let's jump the guy. So Watch out for gun. I I just pass you by and let you hear me sing. All right, I'll get him. That's it, fellas. Here, here, let me out of him, fellas. I can take care of him myself now. Hey, nice punch, mister. <laughs> nice going yourself, fellas. For understanding those words I was singing. Okay, but at first we thought you were nuts. Hey, here comes a police car. Hey, Blackie, you all right? Well, Faraday, you decided to give me some help after yeah, all. Yeah. When Miss Wesley phoned me and said you were going through with your crazy plan, I thought I'd better get down here and keep you out of trouble. Who's the big guy on the sidewalk? The guy working for Martin and his buddy who was going to give me a one-way ride into the country. Oh, great. He's safe here. Let's go into the house and get Martin and his friend who wanted to go out west. Yeah, come on. Oh, look. There they go making a break for it. Yeah. Well, let's break up that break. Stop, you. Stop in the name of the law. They're trying to shoot their way out. This will stop him. Man, that made him stop. Come on, let's grab him. Watch out, Blackie. That guy's got a gun. You bet I have. You're not going to get a chance to use it, though, boy. I've got this one. Take care of the other one, Faraday. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Okay, okay, lay off, copper. No more, Blackie, no more. Okay, Martin, no more. If you give me those rings. Clark's got them. Come on, you, Clark. Let's have them. Yeah. Okay, here they are. Here. One, two, three, four. 
They're all there, Parody. Good. And Martin, Clark, and their pal Abby are all yours. Wow. You take these guys back to my squad car, will you, Blackie? After this chase, I'm tired. Oh, great, old man. Yeah. I go all out to catch these guys, and you're the one who's all in. <laughs> Morning, Turkey. Uh, Inspector Faraday? Yeah, a little bit, Miss Worthing. Mm-hmm. And Blackie, how about you? Oh, I'll have more of everything, Barry. <laughs> yeah, if, if Turkey were brain food, I'd say you had plenty of room for it, Blackie. Now, Inspector, this is Christmas Day. You and Blackie <laughs> promise not to fight. <laughs> Barry, he's still upset because the case we just worked on didn't involve a murder. <laughs> you, you talk as if I like murder, Blackie. Well, you, you must do. like it, Inspector. The way you've murdered that turkey. Very droll. You mean very droll, don't you? (laughs) Now she's telling me what I mean. The thing must be contagious. (laughs) You know, Inspector, I'm glad the stolen rings case wasn't more complicated than it turned out to be. Yeah, I'm glad we got it solved before Christmas was over. (laughs) Me too. Well, Inspector, men generally put a ring on a finger. But because Clark and Martin stole some rings, we put the finger on them. Hello, everybody. This is Dick Calmer. Every week after we finish one of our Boston Blackie shows, I indicate what I hope we'll be doing the following week. Uh-huh. Look, Blackie... Now, just a second. This time, it's going to be a little different. Uh, Blackie, what's with you? What is going on here? Just a minute, Faraday, please. Mm-hmm. Friends, I said I'm not going to tell you what we will be doing next week. That's good. I'm going to tell you what we hope you will be doing. Very confusing. Isn't almost everything confusing to you, Inspector? Did... Uh, listen, everybody. What for? Now, patience, Faraday, patience. Next week, I hope you and everyone you know and love will be enjoying the best holiday season you ever had. Yeah, now... That the next year will be a great year for all of you. Could I say something, Blackie? You, Inspector, can say anything, and you probably will. Well, all I say is, Merry Christmas to our listeners, Blackie. Merry Christmas to them all. Well, genius, how about one of your usual taglines? <laughs> Not this time, Faraday. Mm-hmm. All I say to everybody from Mary Wesley and all our cast is, until our next meetings, season's greetings.
Welcome back. Well, his approach to the criminals I could have used a little bit more subtlety. I'm thinking that the whole, uh, hey, maybe you could give those rings to the poor uh, may have been a bit much. But then again, Blackie could have told uh, that he uh, had already been made and figured, you know, Let's just go ahead and have some fun if we're going to deal with the consequences of that. Bill uh, writes over on Facebook, Hi Adam, first off, congratulations on 3,000 episodes. Second, I think I have a little more information on the champagne velvet schmooth uh, controversy. If memory serves, the last time a series had the CV commercials, Richard Diamond, question mark, a listener wrote in and said that the uh, Schmoove line came from a character in a little Abner Commons strip, which was very popular at the time. This seems probable, because even today, a popular phrase from one type of media usually will show up in the other media. Thanks. Well, thanks for the comment, Bill. Uh, if uh, the Champagne Velvet has shown up in any other series, I don't remember it. I think it has just been on Boston Blackie, but we've been doing Blackie for so long, I might blend together a little bit. Uh, and then we have uh, this uh, email from uh, Doc, who uh, writes in, in my opinion, you are the grand champion of podcasters having posted over 3,000 podcasts. This is an amazing accomplishment. You have been given me so many uh, hours of enjoyment during my retirement years. I feel compelled to share a comment on episode 3000, Boston Blackie, the Tiny Phillip Murders. One of many uh, evocations have, or one of my many evocations, has been as an NRA certified instructor for over 20 years. I'm now retired, but have maintained my certification. One of the first principles that I impressed on my students is that every right carries a responsibility. The right to own firearms carries a very serious responsibility to use them only when necessary and to secure them. Whenever I can do so legally with my carry permit, I carry a firearm. Any firearm not on my person is always in a strong steel safe. In the Boston Blackie episode, he left his handgun in a desk drawer in an unlocked apartment. I realize that the episode is a fictional story. However, I was shocked at his lack of responsibility. I urge all of your listeners who are gun owners to never leave an unsecured firearm. Uh, far too many crimes are being committed by thugs in our area using firearms that were they were able to steal from unlocked vehicles or left out in open in homes. A vehicle, glove box, or console, a desk or closed door is not a secure location. 
Although national statistics show that violent crimes are down almost 50% in recent years, any crime uh, is one too many. My best wishes for many more years as a premier podcaster. Well, thanks so much, Doc, and I appreciate uh, your comments, and they're definitely uh, well taken. Uh, obviously, uh, there's been a lot of controversy about guns, but you definitely, if you do own them, want to uh, handle them securely. I don't think uh, Golden Age Entertainment often gives the best example of this. Uh, you know, when he was talking about a glove box, uh, I was thinking about Philip Marlowe. Uh, and, you know, if you watch uh, The Big Sleep, and later the TV show had this, and I'm pretty sure this was something that was invented uh, in the movie and not in the books, uh, he's got not one but two guns in his glove box. I think the point of that setup is so that Marlowe uh, can go into who, somewhere unarmed, and then, uh, you know, if he gets beaten up or shot at or driven back to his car, he can get the weapon out. Uh, I never got the point of having two of them in the car. To me, that just kind of looks like a set designer thought, yeah, that'll look cool. But yeah, I, that's probably not the most uh, secure location in the world. And this did continue to the 70s. You know, of course, you had Jim Rockford who kept his gun in a cookie jar. And funny thing about that, because I, I had remembered the cookie jar, but I wanted to be sure I was right. So I did a Google search. And the, one of the top results I came up with uh, was uh, Season 4, Episode 3, The Battle of Canoga Park. And the description on imdb.com says Jim finds himself an explosive, in an explosive situation when the gun he hides in his cookie jar is used in a murder. So there you go. Thank you so much uh, for the comment, Doc. Have an email here from Matt who writes, Hey Adam, I heard you discussing shows that you will be posting and you didn't mention Sam Spade. Uh, have you discussed not doing Sam Spade before and I missed it? Um... Uh, Matt, uh, I don't, uh, I don't uh, believe so. I do uh, plan on doing Sam Spade. Uh, if memory doesn't uh, fail me, I announced that for uh, Mondays uh, for season 13. So uh, we've got a, a little ways to go till we get to it, but we are going to get to Sam Spade. Uh, then we also have a, a tweet here from Ryan who writes, 3,000 episodes. Congratulations, Adam. You have worked tirelessly to bring us the best in Golden Age radio shows. Thank you for 3,000, and here's to 3,000 more. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. And Jeremy writes in, congratulations on 3,000 episodes. Thanks so much for that comment on Facebook, Jeremy. And that will actually do it for today. Uh, join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, as our Christmas uh, programs continue, and then uh, we'll be back next Thursday, another episode of Boston Blackie. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.